Hi, I'm Jen Storer, slow coach to wise businesswomen. You can find me on Facebook at The Slow Coach Project. Welcome back to The Slow Coach Project. I'm Jen Storer. I did a live call, the first live call that I've done actually uh, in The Slow Coach Project I did last week. Just popped in live to see who was around, live on Facebook and have a bit of a chat. And I didn't I didn't really know what I was going to talk about. I didn't have any dot points down or anything really. I was just kind of feeling my way and seeing who was in there. I was just pretending that I was turning up, you know, in a cafe to talk to someone. You don't take dot points when you go out with your girlfriends. <laughs> well, not usually. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to come in and have a chat. When I chat in my other membership, the duck pond I usually have dot points because there's always a lot to talk about there's things to cover there's things going on there's events coming up you know speakers coming up um, group coaching calls with me and all that sort of stuff coming up there's always housekeeping to do in the duck pond but the slow coach project at this point in time is still small there's only I think 45 people in there and it's very intimate and we're just getting to know each other and getting started you know so there was there's not much housekeeping so i just popped in randomly and thought i'll see where this goes and this kind of comes back to my coach says to me uh or has a not to me specifically <laughs> she has a little saying the messier i am the more money i make all right the messier i am the more money i make and this sort of comes back to authenticity as well uh, authenticity is a difficult word and it's a difficult it's a difficult concept I think because I don't think any of us are a hundred percent authentic in the public space it's not possible to be uh, completely authentic in the public space we can strive towards uh, being true to ourselves in that space from the position of where we come from okay and our life journey and what we've experienced but we can't I don't think just suddenly come out saying hey I'm authentic I'm, I'm so real I just think that's uh, really really tricky and my coach as well thinks that she thinks better to be audacious than authentic <laughs> simply because not that authentic's a bad thing but it's a harder thing to it's a harder thing to define and it's a harder thing to sort of even to play out. Whereas to be audacious, uh, you know, that that's, that's kind of, we understand what it is to be audacious. Having said that, audacious to me and audacious to Lady Gaga are two different things. <laughs> so for me to be audacious is to come onto a podcast without dot points. <laughs> that's audacity to me that's how dare you that's breaking rules to me from where I come from you know in my life journey and when I was in the Facebook group talking about all things that were just rolling through my head when I was in the slow coach project the other day doing that live what I started to talk about, which kind of surprised me, I'd been thinking about it, but I hadn't been really contemplating talking about it. 
you know, in any formulated way was uh, our messaging in it within our businesses and the voice that we use in our business. And what I've noticed uh, over the years that I've been in business, and this is a wi wildly generalized statement, okay, so, but it is something that I think is worth looking at. I've noticed that within the online space and within the coaching industry, particularly, particularly and um, the space of having online businesses, the, the voice that younger women use you know, when I say younger, I mean women generally in their 30s, um, that the voice that they use is much more confident, for want of a better word, playful, irreverent and engaging than the voice that women in my age group, so it's certainly 50 plus, uh, use. And I was wondering why this is, because we were raised during, you know, the years of burn your bra and get out there, Germaine Greer. And, you know, a lot of us are very, very passionate about feminism and we've lived through lots of waves of feminism. And we've, you know, we've had we've come from very difficult places in terms of where we were in the, you know, in in society as young women growing up, especially growing up in the 70s. Um and I, I think that, you know, you, you would think that coming into the online space, we would be able to speak really authentically and speak our minds and we crave to do that. There's no doubt about that. But when it comes to actually doing it, uh, we are, I think, a lot of us holding back. Not only that, though, are we holding back, we don't even know our voice. We can't, we can't find it. And... Again, when I look at the younger women, I love reading their copy. I just love reading the copy from women in their 30s because it's just so free. And it's often very funny. It's in your face. They're not afraid to put their, their um, position forward or their opinions forward. Again, I'm flagging. This is a generalization. I understand that. But I'm just trying to shine a light on some of these things because it helps us all. So... Um, I love reading their copy and I, what I have found with myself is that I've really struggled. I've really struggled to find my voice, to, you know, to find what, what is an authentic voice but what is the voice that I want to have in the business space and I've and I found that to be really confronting because I'm a writer. So I understand voice on a very, very deep and practical level because I play with voice all the time and have done in all my books. Uh, voice is something that I teach, you know, in terms of creative writing. Um, I break it down very, very systematically and explain what voice is and, and how it works and all that kind of thing within that creative writing context. But when it comes to writing my own sales copy, that it's been very stop-start with me. And, and one of the reasons that I've come up with and one of the things that I think might be affecting my voice and the voice of my generation of women and online entrepreneurs is simply that we are older and so the doctrination is deeper. There's more stuff to dismantle within us. There's more hidden stuff inside us in terms of how we've been raised and what we've been taught 
within a patriarchal system that says this is the way that you speak publicly this is the face that you show publicly this is how and then further down than that as a woman this is how you behave and speak publicly if indeed you are game enough to speak publicly <laughs> that's the position that many women of my generation are coming from. We are coming from a position of not even being allowed or encouraged to speak. Okay, we are coming from that position. So, so with decades and decades of conditioning to break through. So it's harder, I think, for us to walk into the public space and just suddenly be very open and authentic and irreverent and disrespectful, you know. Um, even now... People know me, I know, they know I swear, I do, I swear, but I, <laughs> okay, um, but you know, I've given myself permission, I had to do that very, very um, consciously as part of being authentic, but of part of being me, but also of, as part of dismantling all the conditioning, because for me, swearing is very empowering. I'm not a good girl, it says. Okay, I'm not going to play by the man's rules. I'm not going to be a nice, quiet, you know, uh, com com uh, complacent sort of a woman. If I want to swear, if, I, if I'm excited about something or if I'm pissed off about something, I'm going to give myself permission to say that. And that is part of the chipping away for me. I'm not saying every woman has to come out there and swear if that's not what she does normally, if that's not authentic and that's not aligned with how she is. And there's just one example. It's just one example. But trying to dismantle the corporate speak is, is it's an ongoing thing. And I've noticed in my own voice, in my own sales copy, it's been up and down. Now, a lot of people probably don't even notice that. Why would they? They're not correcting my work <laughs> and they're not looking at it from that perspective. But I see it. I have seen it fluctuate over the years. I've seen it. I've seen it. I hope that didn't. I just whacked the microphone. Um, yeah, I've seen it go stiff and corporate from my, from, in my opinion. And then I've seen it go playful. I've seen it go in your face. I've seen it back off a bit. You know, backwards and forwards, backward, push, pull, push, pull with the type of copy, co copy that I'm putting out there. So this is what I sort of just started talking about within the group um, last week when we were, when I was doing the live call. And what I found was that um, it's a, a few people came on and they were in their 40s and they were experiencing the same thing. Uh, it wasn't just what I thought. It wasn't sort of women 50 plus. There were indeed younger women in the group that felt that and really resonated with that and what one of the things we were talking about was how when we were at primary school I was saying when I was at primary school every week uh, I was in state primary school uh, every week we had to gather at assembly which was outside in the quadrangle and swear allegiance to the queen swear allegiance to our mother and the father and promise to honor and obey uh, our teachers and Okay, so that's that's indoctrination right there <laughs> from a very, very young age, picking up so much about how I'm going to survive in this society. We all were, okay, and how we were going to be able to function and present ourselves within this society. Now, I would just assume that that fizzled out, 
But it was for the younger women in our group in their 40s, they had experienced similar things. They, they got it. They had been swearing allegiance to all sorts of things <laughs> in their schools back in the early 80s. So, you know, I'm not a history teacher and I'm not here to give a history lesson, but it would be interesting to see when that sort of nonsense was finally dismantled within in um, state schools. Certainly my son, who went to school in the 90s, was not doing that. Um, so, yeah, so it's just a thing to look for when you're writing your sales copy and you're writing your website and you're writing your sales posts on social media. Voice is a very interesting thing to look at. And we do have, and it's something I teach in creative writing as well, we all have a default voice. And the default voice is always the one that we're the most comfortable with and the one that is that, that we feel society will approve of the most. Okay, and so and it's the one that pleases our school teacher or pleases our parents or pleases our professors, you know, and so on and so forth throughout our life. That that sort of becomes our default voice. But a default voice in sales copy in today's climate. It just won't, it'll hardly be read, let alone have much of an impact because it's boring and it's devoid of personality. It's, it's difficult to access the person behind a default voice or a corporate voice. And what we're always doing is trying to connect with people because people buy from people. So when you come into the space, whether you want to, Play, play with the concept of authenticity or whether you want to throw authenticity out the door because it's all too bloody hard. Either way, it's, it's important to remember that you are connecting with people and people buy from people. And so it doesn't serve you to have a corporate voice and to use language in a way that is far, far from how you would normally speak. Now, your, your language in your sales copy doesn't need to be entirely conversational. It's still a construct. But, but if you can get some playfulness into it, if you can get some of yourself into it, if you can be aware of the indoctrina indoctrination that you've um, been laboring under for, for many of us for decades, if you can be aware of that and start to drop some of that, and start to identify when you're lapsing into that stiff little, it's sort of like a little voice, isn't it? Tight little voice. <laughs> Often uh, when you can identify when you're lapsing into that, then you can pull back from that. Now, a thing, another thing that really helps me with my voice uh, and in my copy has always been to be around the voices of the people that I really admire, the copy that I really admire, and to keep reading that. Anyone who's written, um, write, create, does creative writing, has tried to write a story, will know that whoever you're reading will influence your voice. So if you're reading too much Harry Potter, you'll start calling everyone, dear boy. <laughs> you know, it'll come through. You'll get this sort of strange um, voice coming through your writing. Uh, and if you're reading, um, you know, Colgate Palmolive sales copy, you're going to stitch yourself up quick smart, aren't you? 
<laughs> so you've got to find a space in there. And I've I've followed business women online for for long periods of time too, and I've seen their voice change. Sometimes for the better, and sometimes not so much for the better. And sometimes I I, I feel like I can see where um, you know a woman's business has got much bigger, and then she's boarding copywriters to write her copy, and suddenly the copy is. Um, it's lost some of its personality. It's lost some of its messiness. It's lost some of its honesty. Uh, and, and, you know, if it's helpful copy or helpful newsletters and stuff like that, I'll still read it, but I'll always have a little tiny element of sadness um, because when because I miss the intimacy of a real voice, which isn't to say that copywriters can't write with voice. They can, but some voices are so distinct that a copywriter really, really struggles to catch them. Really, really struggles to catch them. Again, it's just so fascinating and it's just something to think about when you're writing your copy. Um, again, it can also come back to, you know, slow down. Slow down when you're writing a sales post. Slow down when you're um, writing a um sales copy for your website and stuff don't rush through it really think about the voice that's coming out and think about the client on the other end and think about who you're trying to connect with and how you're trying to come across and 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 what you're trying to achieve through this copy there's a lot of other stuff that I could say about this but I think I think for today without dot points I'm at a loss <laughs> Go forth, build your business, be slow, strong and steady and know that you will get there. And if you want to connect with me, again, I'm Jen Stora. I'm in this, I run the Slow Coach Project, which is over on Facebook at the moment and will be running until May 2023. And then who knows what is going to come out of that. I would love to see you in there. Okay, bye for now. Thanks for kicking back with me today. If you want to connect, I'm over on Facebook in the Slow Coach Project, or you can find me on Instagram at Jen E. Storer. That's J-E-N-E-S-T-O-R-E-R. See you there.